I was I was asking Maria about the Swedish thing they made on Great British Bake Off yesterday to see if it was a real thing because it didn't seem real. <laughs> and it is, I take it. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a sandwich made to look like a cake, so it's like a savory oh. cake. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Uh, not Caitlin, not RJ, but Jake. Hello. And Maria. Hi. Awesome. We got a fun crew today. Um, broadcasting live um, from. Oh, should I, maybe I should turn the camera around so you can see Fat Glamp. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can see. Uh, my mug with, uh, I got my, I'm outside because I can't go in because of the cats. Um, so I got my electric blanket on and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cozy. All right. I'm going to flip this camera around for just a second. Uh, I know this is not interesting for the podcast, but maybe off in the background, can you see fat glamp? Yes. (laughs) That's where I live. <laughs> yes. So. Are you pretending to be on a safari or something? That's what I picture when I see, like, when I read books about safaris and, like, you know. Yeah, the, the canvas tent. Age of discovery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty nice. Maybe one of these days I'll do a tour of the inside because I got an actual bed. I got a nightstand now. I got a tin. Uh, a lamp in there. You have two pieces of furniture? Yes. Well, three. I got a chair um, that I never use, but um, I only go in there to sleep. <laughs> but I got a propane heater and um, what else? I got solar power. So, you know, I can charge my phone, all that good stuff. So, You're doing good. Uh, it's, really, it's really pretty nice. Um, it got down to almost freezing the night before last so that was interesting um it was pretty darn cold but i just fired up the the propane heater and it was it was good and even better tonight because now i have a solar powered fan to use as a blower so uh it can blow the heat on me it's really nice and uh i set up a perimeter uh, with spider spray around the outside so now i have a lot fewer spiders inside and that's really nice i appreciate that <laughs> so yeah we're living it up <laughs> for sure yeah um all right so let's get started with some fun facts uh let's start with maria today what have you got for us uh, well, since you don't think people buy physical books anymore. That's true. Well, they shouldn't <laughs> <And> anyway. <laughs> and I missed the last episode because I was at the largest book fair in Northern Europe. Wow. Uh, I thought I would come with some book facts. Okay. Because today <laughs> is also National Bookshop Day in the U.S. All right. Oh. National Bookshelf Day. Do we have to pick just one bookshelf? Bookshop Day. Oh, bookshop. Oh, bookshop. I heard bookshop, day. and I was like, oh, I heard it 
Yeah, no, I heard bookshelf. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I heard bookshelf. Yeah. Okay, bookshop day. Oh, all right. Those are those are kind of. I don't know how it is over there in, but here, the like independent bookshops are kind of going the way of the dodo, like the blockbusters, and you know they're they're disappearing. So I say that as we just crazy. got a newly renovated one across the street from our apartment. The Strand. I mean. Yeah, that's that's hardly like a mom and pop shop. That's huge. <laughs> but it's independent. It's independent. Yeah, but it's one of the few. It's one of the few. There used to be a lot more. There's 2,500 independent bookshops in America. I and it's it? increasing. Oh, increasing. Interesting. Yeah. OK, that's a, that's shocking. There's a total of uh, 9,865 physical bookstores oh, so as have, of the end of June. In the world? No, in America. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, I thought you said 2,000. It's 9,000? 2,500 <clears throat> independent oh, and 9,865. 9, gotcha. Total. Overall. Okay. Including all the Barnes and Nobles and uh, yeah. et cetera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I do have a little bit of um, nostalgia for the for the Barnes and Noble in particular because that's how I started my digital nomad lifestyle. I I never knew that um, like where I could work outside of home until um, a friend of me introduced the Barnes and no introduced me to the Barnes and Noble Cafe, where I then yeah. spent like the next six months. So, yeah, yeah. And then I moved on to indie shops, but that's where I got my start at Barnes & Noble. So, yeah. The largest independent bookstore in the world is Powell's in Portland, oh. which covers an entire city block and houses over one million books. <clears throat> it's, big, wow. it's bigger than the Strand in New York City. I've been yeah. there. I've been to Powell's. But I didn't realize it was bigger. Wow. That's impressive. One thing the Strand has that I was really impressed with, on one of the floors, they have a giant machine um, that will print and bind a book for you if you have an electronic version. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, you just put in your whatever your memory card or whatever um and it'll out comes a book all bound you can have them hardcover if you want <laughs> cool yeah we uh we have several uh independent bookstores that we'd like to go to but uh there's one probably half hour 45 minutes away from us now um that used to be an old opera house oh cool uh, and it's like three stories of just solid books like and it's um it's a used bookstore right so it's like people come in and like sell back their books and stuff like that so you never know what you're gonna find wow uh, it's pretty fun that's, we go there a lot that is super cool do they have coffee because that would get me to go in <laughs> uh no oh. they don't have coffee but uh there are several diners like so it's on like a city square, so there are uh, cafes and diners all around. Do they, is it like Couple a no people. laptop zone? 
Uh, there's, I mean, I'm sure you could bring laptops in there, and there's just, like, nowhere to work, though. Like, it's oh, okay. solid books. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, wow. So you can't really hang out there. You can, it's like, get in there, find a book, and get out. I mean, kind of. We spend hours there at a time. Uh, <laughs> we've been going there for years, uh, and there are still, like, nooks and crannies that we don't know about. Wow. Like, every time we go there, we find a new room. I was like, oh, this must have been the dressing room or whatever. And, you know, this is solid. A new section of books for us. It's pretty fun. Like a scavenger hunt. Cool. <clears throat> Yeah, very, very nostalgic, but I'll take my... Maria? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, how, how does the number of, like, independent bookstores in the U.S. compare to Sweden? Does Sweden have a thriving independent bookstore culture? Not where I live, at least, but oh, there's okay. some in uh, the major cities. Okay. But not in my city. Okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Ever thought about so, opening one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have, cool. actually. Really? Yeah. That would be super we'll cool. See. What's stopping you? Uh, funding. Uh, you start with a cart. Yeah, true. <laughs> the, the book cart. Wheel it around town. Yeah. Books for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Get your books. So, we... I used to live like way out in the middle of nowhere, right? Uh, we actually had a mobile library. Oh. <laughs> uh, they, would, they would have one of those like. Oh, like in a van box or something. A box vans. truck. Okay. Yeah, and they would yeah. come around. Nice. <laughs> so, Maria, you said you were at the largest European book fair? Northern European. Yeah. Northern yeah. European. And if you're on Discord, yeah. I think you got to see a picture that she took there, and it is really impressive, actually. <laughs> can't believe it. Uh, 120,000 square feet. Solid books. Yeah. Over yeah. 800 exhibitors and thousands of authors. Yep. And this year, uh, there were 82,000 visitors over four days. Wow. And that 100,000 square feet of books could all fit in the palm of my hand. Yeah. I could carry it around. <laughs> I have access to everything. Unless it's in book form, and it's just too much. But go ahead. You were trying to convince me. About that. Yeah. That books uh, the are... oldest operating bookstore in New York City is... Argosy Books, which opened uh, in 1925, and it's located on Manhattan, I think. Yeah, that sounds familiar. 116 East and oh, 59th Street. 59th Street and 116th. Is that a... Okay. It's not, yeah. not really a thing. <laughs> Those are two streets. They don't intersect. But okay. <laughs> oh, there must be two That's... locations? No. Oh. I, I'll okay. find out. 
find it again. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I found it on the map and everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it above or below Central Park? But yeah, never mind. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right, Maria. It's it's 116th East 59th Street. So it's like 59th. Oh, that's and the park. address. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh. 59th and Park. Okay, gotcha. I think so. I know we're basically yeah, where that is. Yeah, 59th and Park. Okay, I have been yep. over there. I walked around there. That's So I think that's one of the bookstores that's in the booksellers documentary. Okay, yeah, we watched that. Yeah. That was interesting. The oldest so... one. Yes, sorry. Go ahead, Maria. Yeah, the oldest one in the U.S. is in... Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and it was opened in 1745. What? I've been to Bethlehem, wow. Pennsylvania, but I don't. I didn't know about that. I wish I had gone. Okay. And the oldest one in the world is in Lisbon, Portugal, opened <clears throat> in 1732. Oh, so not that much time. I'm surprised. I thought the that one would be much older than the one in the U.S. Um, Allison, we need to add that to our um, itinerary for our van life road trip. Yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Are you still working on that um, road trip app? Uh, I've never, no, I'm not, sadly. No, you haven't started it's a dream, <laughs> but no, it's not started. <laughs> it's just prototyped. Cool. But yeah, only that. you have the power to make your dreams become a reality. <laughs> That's true. I wish I had more hours in the day, but right now they're going to my new card game. So, for better mm. or for worse, yep. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, but that is something I would love to do. Um, whoa! I just got bright. Um, <laughs> sun's coming up. Clouds are disappearing. Light bulb. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah. Whoop. Oh, gosh. almost lost the laptop. You all are sitting on top of a um, fire pit. Uh, and the, uh, the little red stones, you know, that, that uh, gas. I don't know. Anyway, it's very unstable is the bottom line. So you're precariously balanced. <laughs> Sounds all right. like the rest of life. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Maria, does that does that sum up your, your book facts for today? Yeah, one more fact. Oh, okay. In 2020, worldwide, 751 million physical books were sold. What? Which is 24 books per minute. <laughs> wow. Do you have any stats on ebooks, or do I need to go? I'll have to, I'll have to bring the uh, the uh, the counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, next week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What are the stats on ebooks? Okay. Well, that's pretty impressive. Still a lot of um, paper books circ in circulation and trading hands. Yeah, but I only bought uh, ten at the book fair. Only. <laughs> Yeah, I'm impressed by your self-restraint. <laughs> yeah. 
I yeah. couldn't get more books in my bags, and I'm still on crutches. So. Oh my gosh. Yep. Do you have room for them? Yeah. So I think Allison is at the point where if ten come in, ten have to go out. I just don't know how it can fit anymore. You can put some of them into the couch nook. <laughs> That's true. That's yep. true. There is a small nook. You're right. We could probably fit another maybe forty or fifty Eight? in there, depending on the No, size there are what. some in there. Oh, okay. You've already you've already used some of that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, thanks. I think I add like four or five to my shopping list like every day. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm never going to get through my reading list like it's, ever. It's just impossible. It's a good thing you got a good sized house to, <laughs> to store all these. It, yep. Do you have the um, rolling ladder yet? For... No, like we want to though. Did RJ show you pictures of our, uh, of our library? I I have a vague recollection. Yes, I don't know if it was yeah. all put together, but yeah, uh, it's probably. I mean, it's more put together now. Uh, we still haven't organized all the books just because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I definitely want to get a library ladder because we have enough space for it. So. <laughs> uh, Allison's dream. Thousand, if you have over a thousand physical books, it counts as a library. Oh. oh, I think we're pretty close. Uh, the last time we actually counted was six or seven years ago, and we had 700 and some. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. I know RJ has a spreadsheet somewhere, yeah. but I don't think she's added to it recently. So, My wow. Goodreads list says I have 1,129, but not all of them are physical. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's what? a few books on there, too. Oh, my gosh. Heresy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I've read, I've used ebooks before, and like, I, I'm a different type of reader than, than RJ is, right? Uh, I like to go back and reference and cross-reference things. Um, and so like using an ebook to do that is just not mm. like feasible. Like I can't go back no. uh, and be like, oh, this was maybe 10 to 15 pages back. Like it's just so hard to, to go back and find something that I need to reference again. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it depends on your reader app, I guess. But <laughs> I think it's gotten uh, better where you can keep, uh, you can like, bookmark your current page and go wherever you want and then pop back but yeah um yeah it's probably not as intuitive as a book i mean a book is is really it's it's really impressive very usable um i mean compared to like scrolls man like <laughs> stuff like that it's 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 uh it's really been optimized over a long period of time so it's good. It's good. <laughs> Ebooks haven't been sure. uh, haven't had that much time to be optimized, but I think they're getting better. <clears throat> and I do enjoy if I do read an ebook, I like to read on a Kindle with a uh, you know a screen that's e -ink, an e ink display. It's much more like a page rather than staring at into a light. 
a lighted screen, you know? So, yeah. And I have it leather bound. It feels like a nice book. <laughs> but uh, but so you're I doing all these things to replicate <laughs> just having an actual book with you. Yes, it's true. But I have one thin book that I can take everywhere, and it's my entire library. So you can't carry your library around. And uh, I don't have I don't have a home base really anymore. I mean, Allison's probably going to be offended by that, but. Um, <laughs> I've, I'm kind of nomadic these days, so ebooks are not are much more practical. <laughs> I, mean, I certainly get it. Um, I mean, I've used ebooks, but like if I'm reading fiction, um, it's better on an on an ebook if I'm traveling like that. But I don't read a whole lot of fiction, and a lot of the books that I do get are secondhand or like donations because I'm overseas and people to ship books right yeah so i'm a little uh what do you call it um something phobic germaphobic <laughs> so the <clears throat> thought the using like um a, a used book is a little, just a little creepy to me but yeah um I mean, they're not blowing their noses in it. Like, uh, I don't know what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with those books, but they creep me out a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, I like using my nice uh, sterile copy. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I did work in a print shop for a while. Um, I ran a printing press, and um, they're pretty good. They were, they were pretty like good about that. Like once uh, I got a paper cut and bled on a pile of paper and we had to throw all the paper out. Couldn't be used for, for printing. So, you know, it's, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I did hear, uh, well, let's see, let's, let's move on. Let's, how about, um, Allison, you want to go next? Also, I, bef before you start your fun fact, there was a little bit of pre-show um, banter. You were saying something, you were asking um, Maria about something, and I'm, I missed out on it. So what was that? Um, so this week on the Great British Bake, Bake Off was Bread Week. And as part of the um, showstopper, uh, I'm going to butcher the name, Maria. I'm sorry. They had to make a smorgastorta. Yeah. Which is a, a, <laughs> that a was sandwich. pretty close, actually. Yay! Oh. <laughs> um, so they had to make a sandwich cake. So it is a savory sandwich decorated in the style, like a presentation style of a cake. So there was a what? like lots of like smoked fish sandwiches made to look like cakes. Oh. There was like yeah. a Brazilian barbecue sandwich cake. There was like a fish and chips sandwich cake. And, and there was one contestant whose family is from Sweden. There's another one whose family like visits Sweden a lot. And they were both like, we don't know what this is. So I was like, is what? this a real thing? Or is it like a made up Great British Bake Off thing? So I, that's why I was asking Maria if it was real. Yeah, no, it's definitely real. Uh, but okay. some combinations you mentioned sounds a little weird. That's like a very What's cruel. Normal? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, 
there's like uh, one with meat where there's roast beef and uh, liver pate mm. and uh, pickled cucumbers. Okay, there That's... were a lot of pickled cucumbers. That was yeah. Okay. And then there's one with Are, fish. Isn't that just pickles? Is... Like, what? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> okay. Okay. We just call those pickles, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's just that there's like, we have pickled um, Other carrots. Things. And stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's just the cucumber part. Uh, okay, okay. And there's uh, one with uh, fish and shrimp and it's usually uh, smoked salmon and it's always uh, white bread like the, okay. uh, the bread you put in the toaster okay okay yeah wow this sounds like and some... then there's cream cheese okay. on the outside yeah there was a lot of cream cheese okay <laughs> yeah all right. And there's also in the um, fish one, there's usually mayonnaise. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Two, okay. pe two contestants were trying to make their first attempt at homemade mayonnaise on the spot. I'm like, homemade mayonnaise is not <laughs> easy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Somewhat dangerous, I understand, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, wow. It sounds like some sort of cruel joke. Like, oh, look at this delicious cake. And then you bite into it. It's like, what? Did not expect that, but I guess if you knew what was coming, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it would. Uh, it sound some of the combinations sound pretty delicious, actually. So, how often do you make and eat smorgasbord? Well, uh, my family usually buy them from the store. We oh. don't make them ourselves. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like a, any other, it's just like a different kind of sandwich. Yeah. Okay. For what Maria was explaining, it seems like you would have them on all of the occasions in which we might order a deli tray. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. That's sort of the impression I got. All right. Fascinating. All right. What's your fun? I, uh, oh, go ahead. I Googled um, some look closer to the Swedish ones than others. That's what Okay. If I were to judge which one looked the most uh, like the Swedish one, it would probably be uh, Maxi. Maxi is the Swedish one. She is the one born in Sweden. <laughs> okay. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She had a little bit of a home advantage. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Allison. So, what's... yeah, my fun fact is also about food. Oh. Um, nice. Well, food, food and games, I will oh, say. Oh, my so two favorite I, things. I, yeah, I researched a little bit <laughs> the, the history of bobbing for apples. Oh, okay. Um, so, Maria, I don't know if... That's something they have in Sweden. It didn't seem like it from my research. It seemed to be a very kind of British and Irish tradition. I've and never done that. Oh. Okay. 
So there are kind of two variations of bobbing for apples, and they actually date back to like the Roman invasion of Britain. So it's been around for a very long time. Hmm. So essentially you fill a, some type of tub or vessel with water. You put apples into it. They float. And with your arms behind your back, you dunk your head into kind of the, the vessel of apples and try to pull one out with only your teeth. <laughs> it's not sanitary. There's yeah. a whole, like, if you look at the Wikipedia, there's like a whole COVID warning. Like, you really shouldn't be doing this anymore. Um, yeah. It's so much fun, though. It is, it is a lot of fun. I guess the challenge depends a lot on the size of the apples. Yes. And the size or, or of the your tub. mouth. And the size yeah. of the tub. Okay. And your mouth, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and whether or not um, you have fangs or just regular teeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and it's also in, uh, I guess, Scotland and Ireland also called uh, ducking for apples. We call it bobbing. Mm -hmm. They call it ducking. Okay. There's another version of it, which is which I had never heard of until I was doing this research, called apple on a string, where apples are tied to like a string at a high height, and you jump and try to bite <laughs> the apples, which seems even harder to me. Yeah. Um, and unfair and so in, for the short and tall people. Yeah. That's true. Um, so there was, um, in the 1800s, kind of bobbing for apples had been a traditional kind of autumn harvest activity, but it was incorporated into kind of courtship rituals where the name of men would be, or oh. like eligible bachelors would be written on the apples and women would try to get the apple that had, you know, the guy they wanted to kind of pursue. The apple of their eye. <laughs> Yeah. So apparently it would be you get you if you get the apple on the first try, you're destined to be together. Oh, if you get the apple on the second try, you are um, like you get together, but it's not going to work out. <laughs> and then if you only get the apple on the third try, it's, it's entirely doomed. It's a doomed relation, like something tragic is going to happen. Oh. So I don't even know why you'd keep trying after the second time, but, um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, and it, yeah. And apparently it, it fell out of favor in, um, like England, Ireland and Scotland, but immigrants to the U S kind of revived it and brought it back when they, um, emigrated. So that's kind of why we have it in the U S and it's, it's kind of held its cultural tradition here in a way that it hasn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I did that as a kid, but uh, you know what? I guess I haven't been to a Halloween party in a very long time, so I don't know if they still do it. <laughs> Sounds like Jake does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't done it in a while, um, but yeah, it's definitely still part of the like harvest festival. Okay. Like, do they fill it with alcohol so for adults or something? I don't know. Is are there? Or it's always fill the water. with alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that'd be an expensive apple. It would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so like it, um, they normally have some like at the pumpkin patch with like corn mazes and you know bobbing for apples and pumpkin carving and hay rides. Okay. Yeah, there's no way I would do it in a like public. Uh, tub of apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. All um, right. Well, uh, that's very timely. Uh, the leaves are changing here in upstate New York, uh, and it's starting to feel like fall. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, at least in Texas, the weather has broken. Oh. Uh, it was 55 yesterday morning when I went out for my run. Uh, yeah. I think the high is like 80-something right now. So, wow. yeah, finally getting to cool off. Wow, that's crazy. Did, did the hurricane, uh, did Ian affect you at all? Uh, so we got some, like, we got some of the storm fronts, but like, it, it just brought in cooler weather. Like that's, that's normally what happens, uh, at least in North Texas is, it's going to be hundred and something and then 90 something throughout, uh, September. Uh, and then like kind of the first big hurricane will push that cold weather up. And then after that, it's cooler Okay. Out. Okay. My parents, a uh, little trivia, they uh, moved to Florida um, back, uh, they were there about a month when Charlie went right overhead. <laughs> um, Hurricane Charlie, that was a, that was a big category four um, and uh, pretty much destroyed the house with my parents in it and uh, kind of like ripped all the shingles off, broke windows, things pieces flying everywhere um they were like hiding in the bathroom just hoping the the walls would stay up <laughs> it was um like the garage door got blown off like it would just devastated the house um so my dad swore he would never be there for another hurricane again <laughs> so um yeah. once you know it uh ian took the same basically Ian and Charlie took the same path and go, went right over my dad's house again my parents house and um, they were not there this time fortunately so uh, yeah they're not exactly sure how bad the damage is they'll uh, probably wait a week to go down and and check it out but yeah that uh, uh, I remember going down after Hurricane Charlie, and um, the place was just devastated. But of course, when um, the house got rebuilt, it was rebuilt to much higher standards. Uh, but at the time, the best shingles they they had were uh, rated for 110 miles an hour. But unfortunately, um, Ian was 150 miles an hour, so. Yeah, it's still not good enough. Still not good enough to withstand a hurricane. So some of them blew off, but not nearly as devastating. Um, they were able to call a neighbor uh, and get a little feedback, and it sounds like it's not nearly as bad as last time. So, but yeah, That's those good. those storms are uh, just. Uh oh, what does that mean? An encoder error occurred while streaming. Does that mean we're now offline? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't have the YouTube app. The top left says that we're still recording, so unless okay. that's a YouTube issue, I don't know. Uh oh. Yeah, the YouTube. Uh, YouTube feed is over. Yeah. Okay. Well, it didn't like all your talk about. Uh, I guess. So I guess not. Maybe the. Maybe streaming my video is too much on top of 
the streaming the rest uh, out here at uh, Fat Glamp. We don't have the bandwidth that we had back in Manhattan. <laughs> uh, so on YouTube, it still says that we're live. Yeah, okay. there's for me. There's just a circle going round and nothing moving. So. Okay, I've restarted streaming. We'll see if it picks up. But if not, it looks like we're still recording for the podcast anyway. And I'm going to say that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Jake, what have you got for us? Bring it home. Uh, well, RJ and I were talking yesterday. And we both have a very distinct memory of me saying this needs to be my fun fact for tomorrow. Oh. And neither of us can remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so winning. Um, but I can uh, I can either talk about Florida or I can talk about uh, constitutions. So it's up to you guys. Well, I think Florida is kind of appropriate right now since you just got hammered. Cool. Um, uh, let me, uh, so St. Augustine, Florida has a monastery there, um, which was established in the 1200s. Uh, and most people, when I say that, are going to be like, but I thought the Europeans didn't start settling until the 1490s uh, and they would be correct yeah. uh, so during World War I-ish um, there was a very rich couple that was living in St. Augustine and they went to Europe and found a monastery that they really enjoyed and uh, they, they bought it what? broke it down brick by brick and then shipped it back to Florida and had it rebuilt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but wow. now that I say this, I don't know if, do we talk about this before? I don't I, think so. I, uh, no. I talked about it recently with someone. Not us. Uh, anyway, part of the problem is cust U.S. Customs being U.S. Customs uh, forever and always took all the crates that were very distinctly labeled with which pieces went to where they were very well ordered and numbered and shuffled everything around no <laughs> and so the monastery is built and it looks exactly like it did in europe but they have random bricks and pieces that they have no idea where they're supposed to go extra parts it's like when i take apart extra electronics parts. there's always some extras at the end if i put it back together mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, okay. So it's not identical. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I always like to bring that up when I talk about St. Uh, Augustine, Florida, because it, it's a pretty unique piece of history that shouldn't be in the United States, but is. Wow. So, so is it public? Like, can you visit it? Oh, uh, let me see if I can find I don't know why I'm just picturing packing crates of monks. Like, we're moving to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sounds great. All the monks got mixed up at customs. 
So my quick 15 seconds of Google searching, um, probably not going to find it. There were a lot of monasteries in Florida, thanks Spanish. Um, okay. Yeah. No so worries. I'll, I'll try to find the, the correct one. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us let us know next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's any way we can visit it, we we need to know if we can add it to our van life itinerary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's growing. It's growing. We're gonna have a good list. Yeah. Uh, when Allison and I first met, we had a little red uh, notebook and. Maria and Jake, you'll, you'll be very happy to know it was actual paper. It's not electronic. <laughs> we carried paper and pencil around in my bag. That was mostly due to Allison. Um, and we, we kept lists of things we wanted to do. By the way, have we crossed them all off? I don't know that we have, but they were... We crossed off a lot of them. Okay. Yeah, I know we did a lot, but I don't know if we completely finished. But they were thing, smaller items that we could do around the city. Right. So yeah. I think it's time to turn the page and start the, the van life one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then we can, uh, we can add some, uh, some bigger items to the list. Yeah. One so. get van. <laughs> get van. Yes. Yes. That's a big one. <laughs> That's a big one. But when we get the van, we're going to be prepared. We're going to have a okay. bunch of destinations ready to go. So. How big of a van are you talking about? Well, personally, I'm fine with, I would be fine with something very small that I could just sleep in. But Allison's got some big requirements that are going to require a much bigger van. So she needs a full, full on recirculating shower, a regular I don't toilet. know anything about, I don't, because you're like, truck stop bathrooms are so nice. They are. And I just feel like that's <laughs> they, not yeah, something are. any any woman would say no <laughs> well any woman who's never tried it but I, there have been i've seen women using the the showers at truck stops there i don't want truck a man drivers. to be like i've seen allison using a bathroom at a truck i don't think people <laughs> know where I'm, that's not a good thing so, for someone to say about you it is scary the first so you gotta time. go to the right ones yeah loves that's my that was my go-to <laughs> loves are pretty you, good um what do you like? Loves. What's the other one? Uh, uh, Pilot. Flying Pilot's J. Pi good. Pilot's really good. Flying J was terrible. Yeah. If was... Um, if they sell hard copy random McNally maps, you're in the right place. <laughs> does Bucky's okay. have bathrooms? Have showers? Bucky's does have bathrooms, but they don't have showers. Okay. And you can't camp at Bucky's. They won't let you. We tried. Okay. Oh, you tried. Okay. <laughs> we uh, kind of appropriate. We were responding to uh, Hurricane Harvey, and um, I don't know. We left at like two, three o'clock in the morning from my unit up here, and we we're driving down south, um, which is not a inconsiderable distance. Um, and then I watched. Uh, we stopped at. Uh, Bucky's because they have diesel there and they have a large parking lot so we can get our entire convoy uh, there oh, at wow. once. And uh, we lifted a hood on one of our vehicles and I watched 
a fan belt just like shred itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no idea. Like even the mechanics that were with us were like, we've never seen this before. Um, (laughs) Because there was, it was running fine. There was no noises. We were just checking oil on it. And then the fan belt just exploded as soon as we lifted the hood up. Um, So we were there very late. And so we were trying to, like they gave us, they came in, like Bucky's came and talked to us and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, military responding to things, but yeah. they were nicer to us than some of the truck drivers that were trying to stay there. Okay. Um, they don't like 18 wheelers anyway, but yeah. Okay. I was introduced to Bucky's when I uh, visited Allison's brother in South Carolina. I had never heard of it before, but uh, yeah. I had no idea what a big thing it was in the South, but what was it? We had Bucky balls or what? what? Beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. nuggets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those were really good. (laughs) I have to say. Um, Yeah. So I was impressed. I I still have not been to Bucky's, but I've had some, some contraband from Bucky's. So (laughs) it is a madhouse. Um, I'm hoping that it dies down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it is. I try to go like, so I stop at Bucky's. Well, I guess I probably won't stop at Bucky's much anymore because I transferred units, but I would stop at Bucky's on the way down, uh, to Austin. And then on the way back up, I'd stop at, uh, Slovacek's in West, uh, and get some really nice kolaches. Um, yeah, every time I went to Bucky's, it was just a madhouse. I don't know what kolaches is. You don't know what kolaches are? No, never heard of that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, they're kind of a Czech creation, but it's okay. like a sausage roll. A sausage oh. roll. I do know a sausage roll. We had some yeah. good sausage rolls in London. Some of the best. Yeah. Okay. A Czech sausage roll, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's a, you can also get uh, pickled pig's feet which are more delicious than they sound. No, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I can believe they're more delicious than they sound. I just uh, can't believe they're just... delicious. <laughs> no, well, you got to Like you got to fry them up first. Like, okay. Pork rinds are a thing. Yeah. Pork rinds. Okay. I've had pork rinds. If I don't think about it too much, they're pretty tasty because well, they don't really yeah. taste like anything, so it's just whatever flavorings on them. So, and they're crunchy. And uh, I mean, so the English have trotters, which is the mm-hmm. same thing. Oh, okay, trotters. Hmm. That was not on any of the menus <laughs> uh, of the places we went to in London. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. too Americanized, yeah. I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, London was basically New York better yeah not not a lot of change from new york city yeah london's pretty nice i want to go back yeah yeah we do too i don't know how we're going to get the van there but uh, maybe maybe a boat Uh, cargo ship (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, a giant airplane oh yeah now we're talking but uh yeah um i think i think probably a boat because we have to take the dog and uh apparently dogs on planes are a difficult thing so that would be a very long flight for a oh hot tip from allison 
uh, pass along. Um, good way to get your dog overseas. There is a particular one cruise line that allows pets. <laughs> so you take nice. a cruise um, and bring your pet and get over to the other cool. side of the pond. So, That's yeah. my retirement plan right there. <laughs> Forget the van life. Someone else is driving. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's that is my my entrepreneurial dream, um, which maybe we'll go into some other time. But Allison, does, Allison's not convinced. I've been trying to convince her um, that it would be a great idea to have, like, uh, basically hotel rooms on wheels. <laughs> so, so you order your hotel room it shows up outside you move all your stuff into it and go to sleep and someone picks it up and moves it to your destination you wake up and you're there and you got all your stuff so like a you. tour bus <laughs> no i want a room i want a full-on room they have rooms and bunk beds that's true that's true no, this is going to, so this will be like a cube that would, like, if you get to your destination, maybe it would slot in somewhere and then you'd have all your utilities hooked up and you could stay. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be like, like a capsule hotel, put on wheels. A capsule hotel with, yeah, the removable capsules that can be put on, uh, pulled around. Yeah. My variation. Like you're making. Go ahead. I feel like you're making the, um, robot takeover for the matrix just infinitely <laughs> easier for them uh, that's true we're all going to be capsulized encapsulated um <laughs> yes but uh i just want to bring up my smartphone app and say you know tomorrow i want to go see the monastery in saint augustine and then i don't move i don't have to pack i don't move my stuff uh, my just my whole my whole like room with everything in it including me just goes there in the night <laughs> so i like sleeping on the road uh, cars the car uh the road noise puts me to sleep so it'd be perfect allison davis never allowed to drive again <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true he, he's a good driver but it's like oh i've been driving for 90 minutes let's just go pull over so <laughs> yes. i can take a nap <laughs> oh, it's hypnotic to me. Yeah, it yeah. puts me right out. Oh my gosh. It's very... <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. got to be having crunchy snacks or he's asleep. That's it. I got to <laughs> I do have to have some... that was a that saved my life many times. That was my a tip from my grandfather. Like if you're falling asleep uh driving, you need you just eat something crunchy, you won't you will not fall asleep and it's very true. <laughs> It's the only thing that works. You can open the windows up. I've done that. Like try to hold my eyes open. I've done all that. Um, it doesn't work. But you have some carrots or celery or popcorn or chips. I don't recommend chips because it's hard to eat chips for hours. That's just too much. But but uh, celery or carrots, if you can handle it, um, you can eat a lot of those <laughs> for for hours and keep you awake. So yeah, um, my my alternative plan my is uh, basically you can lease or buy a train car, and the train car has is all set up um, like a, an apartment, 
and um, you just get to go, you just go where the train goes. The train goes to interesting destinations and then stops for a few days. So it's like, uh, what, like an on-land cruise? <laughs> yeah. Allison isn't convinced about either one of these, but I think it could I'm work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for us today. Uh, sorry about the YouTube video. Um, but maybe that's a good thing since it's the first time I've been on camera. <laughs> so you broke it. You broke it, yeah, David. Where'd it go? I did, I did. I couldn't handle, couldn't handle all this. All right. Well that that's it. We'll see you same time, same place next week. Um for the next what I think I have three weeks left at Fat Glamp. So yeah. Nice. All Congratulations right. on making it this far. Yeah, yeah. halfway there. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that. But yes, yesterday was the halfway point. So, <sighs> and it, but it's getting cold. So it's going to be, it's going to get more interesting. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Bye. So milestone moment, I have never seen or like met you guys before. I know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it is weird. I have no idea what uh, you all look like. So I always pictured you with a beard. Oh, Allison won't let me have one. Oh, that's not yeah. true. She made me get rid of it. <laughs> um, David, when I met him, had not a beard. He had a 1997 soul patch. <laughs> that is never allowed to come back. Yeah. If David were capable of growing a full beard, he would be allowed to have one. I can't grow a full beard. I got like patches and yeah, it just can't happen. Yeah. So.